Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself take you up until 2 o'clock. Dylan Mont's coming up in about 10 minutes. We will go inside, take our last look at Iowa State as they get set to toast TCU. We'll pick Dylan's brain on the commitment news basketball-wise last night for Iowa State. Tom Cakert will be here. Uh, we will preview uh, the pig, uh, Minnesota and Iowa. And we'll take uh, pick Tom's brain a little bit on uh, Christian Williams leaving the program not surprising, Trent, maybe that he is. The timing is a little bit yeah, strange, he, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And he's going to finish out the semester at school but not be part of the basketball team. He'll transfer. He'll be uh, eligible then second semester next year, mm-hmm. wherever he ends up, Southern Illinois, Illinois State. Uh, those are probably likely destinations. Bradley, something like that, is where he'll finish up. But a guy that I always felt was miscast as a point guard, I just never felt the at skills six, were six, there. yeah. You can make guys that way. He just never had it, never seemed to have the confidence. But didn't he, in his freshman year, well, man, I don't want to put words in your mouth. His freshman year, to me, you could see reasons for optimism with his game. Yeah. I didn't see that last year, necessarily. Came in a couple of times, did some things defensively. The Indiana game, I think, was one of them where he played pretty well in spurts, but a limited offensively. He was a defensive guy, and I, I think this impacts the team in a couple of different ways, though. We know they don't have much depth right. in the backcourt. So that's point number one. You don't have another guy that you feel confident can even play a little bit of point guard. We saw Ellingson for a couple of minutes spurts in that Ohio State game, I think it was. I think I know where you're going. And uh, and then you just go, who's a lockdown defender in that backcourt? Isaiah Moss was pulled multiple times because of his defense, mm-hmm. because he looked lost out there. Now, he has the ability to do it. Just doesn't look like maybe he understands spacing and help very well. Last year's a redshirt freshman of Bohannon, never going to be a lockdown guy. Right. Williams could provide that. So where do you turn? Well, one would be the easiest, Macy Daly, right? Yeah. Macy Daly would be the guy that would, you know, kind of step forward and be the one that young guy finally getting some minutes. And then Connor McCaffrey. And there was one guy, Ken Miller. And that was you. One person. I know. That never believed the Connor McCaffrey redshirting whatever you want to go, plan that they had in place. Well, he's closer to playing now after last night's yeah. uh, announcement. Fair to say? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I, You about have to now, don't you? Not a lot of options, Trent. Right. You're almost forced to at this point. Um, you know, re- real quick, as we, um, I want to go back to, um, you know, to our conversation with Bama and Shaq Barr. And I didn't know this because I don't follow recruiting as, as well, hardly at all. Mm-hmm. Um do you know where he was committed to before he's, he flipped his commit to go to Penn State? Do you know where he almost played? Rutgers. Yes. Rutgers. What the Scarlet difference Knights. would he... Would, I mean, look, we know what one guy basketball can do, right? Sure. If there is a guy playing college football now that might be able to make that much of a quantum leap from where the team is to where they... I'm not saying they're going to be in the spot that Penn State's in. Yeah. <laughs> and right now, teams are, are stacking up to the, because they know when they play Penn State, you're going to stop him. Mm-hmm. So whether he was wearing a Penn State uni or a Rutgers uni, you were going to stop him. What difference would he make at Rutgers? <sighs> Few wins at least. At, at least, at right? least, and maybe by this point, then in his career, people, a couple guys, hop on, want to play with him. You get a JUCO offensive tackle, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera, and they're. 
eight and four, and they beat one of the big boys. You know? I had no idea he was yeah. committed to. Go they had there. another one that was also committed to the previous staff, yeah, but not a not not a very good, good though. Oh, I was mean, he? yeah, an all Big but Ten. You don't kind remember of thing. who it was? I can't. Though, huh? And of course, Rashawn Gary, who ends up in mm-hmm. Michigan, New Jersey kid. It was down to Michigan, mm-hmm. Rutgers, and there was one other involved too with him. But there's a lot of talent there, and <laughs> well, in the state, yes, right. And Rutgers is getting better. They're getting better. It's. We talked yesterday. It wasn't that long ago. They won a few games in the Big Ten. I know. I know. It's fun to make fun of Rutgers. They're not as bad as some people want to make them out to be. But it They're is not easy Kansas. Job. They're not to the Big Ten what Kansas is to the Big Absolutely. Ten. Great way to put it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I did not know about the the, the Barkley angle, and I thought, yeah. wow, what kind of difference would he have made? All right, final couple of minutes here before we get our break, and then we'll, uh, again, take our last look at Iowa State with Dylan Mons. Likewise with the Hawks with Tom Kakert. Uh, game number three tonight, what do you expect? I don't have a good feeling. Do you expect that we'll be, oh, my God, baseball? You know, how good is this? I can't believe that there's only potentially – X number of my, I'm going to miss it so much. It has been so good. These first two yeah. games of the World Series strength, they have been phenomenal. Well, and it's not just the World Series. These playoffs have been fun. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You know, yep. we, we've had good storylines, mm-hmm. compelling, a decent regular season overall. But I don't have a feel on this game in particular. I, I really don't. And there's got to be some kind of come down from where we were two nights ago. It was so good Wednesday right. night. And to expect that again, it's just unrealistic. You go from... And kind of the what you don't normally see, a quick pace, especially World Series game in Game 1. That was fun for its own reasons. Then Game 2, different because mm-hmm. of all kinds of crazy reasons we mentioned yesterday. And this one, I have a feeling it'll probably just be a dud. Somebody will win 6-2. Right. Not real compelling. All right. Get ready for Game 4. Yeah, Boston College, Florida You got a State. feel for it? No, I really don't. I mean, I, I really loved what McCullers did in—, in and Darvish is a good player. I, if I had to, I think I would take the Astros tonight. But again, that, I'm rooting for them because of the story. And J.J. Watt's going to throw out the first pitch oh, tonight. Oh, really? Right? Which is a perfect. I mean, look what he's done for that yes. city. What they raised? $37 million, mm-hmm. something like. What was the original target? Didn't he? Two, yeah, like yeah $250,000. Yeah. Dave Creighton just stepped in from the Hawkeye huddle. He's spending some time here in the uh, uh, in the studio. Palatial Studios. Right. Uh, <laughs> but but I think Dave's right. I think that number was like 250000 was the original goal. And my God, the money just kept pouring in. And look, at he's not a Houston guy. That's not his home. Right. But he's sure making a home there. And he is as big of a face to Houston sports as anybody, right? His teammate on the other side of the football is going to be before it's all in Dunn Watson because what he's doing. And Altuve, clearly. Yeah. And a couple of guys that uh, wear in the short pants uh, for the Rockets. <laughs> they are, they're the face of that uh, city sports-wise as well, but but a perfect. Like, you're not going to top Vince Scully and what happened last no, week. No, no. But this isn't a bad as first pitch. Is pretty close, right? I yeah, mean, pretty close. Different, completely different. But from, what he means to that city yeah. when you consider what happened here within the last couple of months. Um, I just wanted to be a good game, Trent. I, yeah. I really don't care who wins. I'm the same way. Yeah. I think I'm on the other side of you tonight, though. Well, you need the Dodgers. I, to I need them. I need them. Maybe, well, especially for tonight, I got to start hedging, right? It's too early to hedge. Too early to hedge. Too early to hedge. Yeah. Anytime I hedge, it never works. Right. It never works. Well, if the Dodgers win the next two, then you then you start thinking about it. That six to one ticket looks a little bit different. Absolutely does. All right, we'll take a timeout. Frank Schwab coming up just after the bottom of the hour. We will preview week number eight. There was one game we talked about the the slate. I don't know. I think it might have been Wednesday. 
Not I wasn't too jacked up about this week in the NFL. You're not excited for Vikings Browns. No, I'm not. I'm I'm really not. Although we'll we'll have it on because it's eight thirty in the morning. There's a game that's sneaking up on me a little bit. It's the Chargers and the Patriots. Okay. And the reason why, and, and again, I watched the Chargers dismantle Denver last week. Yes. And I love Bosa and Ingram. Those two guys, I've, uh, they are going to terrorize quarterbacks. And Brady's not going to run around very much. No. You know where he's going to be. And I'm not, and look, I'm not saying that, you know, I hope they, they get to him and hurt him. I don't want to see that. Football's better when Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are part of it. Yeah. While we know we're down to one of those two marquee guys. But this, um, this Chargers team. Their arrow's pointing up, Trent. I was I liked them in the when we were talking in August about them, and then well, at zero and four you jump off. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only been one team ever before zero and four that's came back and made the playoffs. San Diego Chargers in 1994. Mm-hmm. Could this be number two? Well, if they if they're if they're going to be, they're going to be a wild card team, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Denver's going the wrong way, and I'm not sold on Oakland. So maybe the Chargers might end up being the second best team in the West. What's it? Could nine and seven get you the second wild card in the AFC? Mm. There's nothing in the north. Uh, there's a bunch of two loss teams in the in the east. But I don't see Miami, Buffalo getting to ten and six. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, that's asking. Well, I don't see Oakland getting to ten and six. Maybe, not crazy. I mean, it's it, then I'll get into tiebreakers, and there might mm-hmm. be a slew of those nine and seven teams. But Chargers at nine and seven, maybe sneaking in the back door, potentially taking on the three seed. We're halfway there. It's not crazy to start looking that far yeah. ahead. We'll take a timeout. Dylan Mont's last look at Iowa State. Tom Kakert, last look at the Hawks. That segment's coming up next. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday from noon to 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. 
As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 2121 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 2121. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere, and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal and the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll, just west of 30. First Street. Hi, I'm Tabitha Coffey, TV personality and small business advisor. Many of the businesses I work with just need extra capital for things like remodeling or purchasing more products. That's where Cabbage comes in with flexible lines of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has supported over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash transform or 855 Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K, 855 Cabbage. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. The Autism Society of Iowa will host its 39th annual conference on Friday, November the 3rd at the Sheraton Hotel in West Des Moines. The keynote speaker will be Steve Silberman. There will be eight breakout sessions in the afternoon to cover several autism topics. Registration is now open at AutismIA.com. AutismIA.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. KBGG, Trent Conan and I with you uh, until 2 o'clock as we are every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Time for our last look at the Clones and the Hawks. Iowa State is up first. They play first. 2.30 kickoff. Jack Trice Stadium. TCU. Dylan Montz covers the Clones for the Ames Tribune, and he joins us. Dylan Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Dylan. How's things? 
Yeah, doing pretty good, guys. How about you? Doing fine. Before we get into the football, uh, Steve Promhetz uh, and the basketball program, uh, more good news as they build their 2018 class. Uh, another one has committed to play for Iowa State. They're put, Prom is putting together quite a class, is he not? Tell us about this, uh, the latest. Yeah, he really has. It's It's been kind of uh, you know pretty crazy turnaround from what we were talking about in the spring and summer with them missing all, all these different kids. But now they have four commits in the 2018 class, and uh, the latest is Taylor Horton Tucker, who's a guard slash wing out of Chicago out of Simeon High School. Um, he's six foot five, about two ten, I think I saw. Uh, so he has good size. He's a four-star prospect by twenty-four-seven Sports, uh, and really kind of a nice compliment to what they've, what Iowa State's gotten at all the different levels. They have a point guard in Tyree Halliburton. They have Zion Griffin as a big kid, and then uh, George Conant is another kind of guard type player uh, forward, maybe. So it's it's uh, it's been a good a good fall for for that crew and. I think they're top 25 nationally now, according to 24/7 Sports, and of um, you know top five in the Big 12. So uh, it's it's more positivity for them. And with signing day coming up soon, they can lock those kids up and and kind of feel good about where they are as a class. So uh, speaking of that class, is that it for scholarships? Or are they still holding on to another something they could do maybe with the transfer market uh, coming up this spring? Yeah, I think uh, they're good for now. Attrition always kind of plays a factor into it, of course. So if somebody were to leave, I think then that would maybe open up another possibility, uh, maybe for a transfer, maybe for another high school kid. I'm I'm not quite sure exactly what route they would want to go. Um, But that that obviously is always something to keep an eye on. Uh, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune. So, Dylan, uh, you're you're around the program, uh, the opportunities you have after practice to talk to coaches. Uh, Does it seem like, business as usual around Iowa State this week with yet another top five team uh, on the schedule. TCU pays a visit 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. Did it feel any different or did the team uh, let off a different vibe perhaps or the coaching staffs than they have at any point this year? Yeah, I don't know if I'd say anything was really different. I think one thing that has kind of stood out to me in the last week or maybe the two weeks is, is the mood. I think the mood is pretty light. Guys are more easy to laugh and um, you know, more more willing or ready to have a few quips or a few um, you know lighter moments than maybe they would have obviously if if they were struggling through some tough times. So I think that's probably the main difference that I saw. But in the way they talk about the game or the way they talk about their own team, uh, it really hasn't changed. And, and that's kind of trickled from the top down with Matt Campbell. He's obviously uh, he likes what he's seeing, of course, and who wouldn't? But I, I think it's all a matter of perspective. Um, it's only as good as uh, you want it to be if you keep winning and things of that nature. So I think uh, he's kind of set the tone for the rest of those guys. And uh, while they're in a good mood, they're light, um, they are kind of uh, appear to be really focused in on, on the task at hand to keep it rolling. Well, this team has played such good football and clean football here uh, throughout the last few weeks. Penalties have been low, one of the lowest in the country. It seems like everybody's locked in. You know, what – What's it going to take, though, to beat this TCU squad better defensively than anybody that they've seen? Kenny Hill's playing at a high level. What do you think the game plan is going to be for Iowa State? Yeah, I think uh, Matt Campbell talks all the time about details and how important those details are, and you mentioned the penalties. I think they're fifth nationally in least amount of penalties. I think they have 27 all year. They lead the Big 12 in turnover margin at plus eight. So I think it's just continuing those sorts of details. 
um, that's probably the biggest thing. And then the other thing you have to wonder is, uh, as, as good as Kyle Kemp has played, he's kind of answered all the calls so far, what they've asked him to do. Um, this TCU defense is a different animal than what they've seen probably uh, all year, let alone what, what Kemp has played. So uh, how, how easily can he get the ball out to his playmakers in space? And then on the flip side, can the defense, the Iowa State defense, kind of keep it rolling from what they've done, the defensive line, the linebackers have played so well, especially the last three weeks. Um, can they contain Kenny Hill at quarterback, who's kind of a dual threat guy? Uh, I think all those kinds of things are, are, are things I'll be watching. So how can they kind of keep what they've built rolling so um, uh, they can take down another top four opponent? Uh, Dylan Moss from the Ames Tribune. Dylan, uh, last thing for you, and I've been meaning to ask you this. Uh, Kenny Nwangu is, is maybe the fastest kid on the team. If he's not, he's certainly uh, in that race and in that photo finish when they run across the tape. Um, there was some talk, because I really think that they, 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 they're missing him uh, in in the kick return game, you you saw glimpses of him in his freshman year uh, that you thought you know what this kid's really going to be good at the, doing this uh, for the remainder of his career. He doesn't hesitate. He hits the hole hard, and uh, he's got tremendous speed. There was talk that he may be able to get back this year. Any more to that, or are they kind of uh, resigned to the fact that he's going to be uh, taking a redshirt year? I haven't talked specifically with anybody in a couple weeks, but. It's looking more and more like they'll they'll just be satisfied to redshirt him again with those types of Achilles injuries. Um, you you want to be as cautious as possible. And then honestly, uh, in the kickoff game, uh, a lot of the times it, it, I don't know the numbers on this, but it would be interesting to kind of go look and seeing those kicks get booted out of the end zone. Uh, I, I think that's happening more and more across college football. So uh, certainly he's a dynamic playmaker back there. Um, but if he's not getting the opportunity, then Good that's point. that's. That's that's one thing, but I think they like Landon Acres back there right now, and then Mike Warren um, is a guy that they kind of have in the wings uh, in, in place of Landon if they wanted to go back there. But I also think they kind of like staggering out the classes at running back with David Montgomery going to be going into his junior year. Then you would have Kanae Wong, who is a sophomore. Then you would have Johnny Lang, who it sounds like uh, is going to push for a medical redshirt uh, as a redshirt freshman. So I, I think they kind of like the – like I said, the balancing classes to kind of space everybody out. So I think that's probably more the way they're going with this. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Read him at AmesTrib.com. Dylan covers Iowa State, and uh, we appreciate him joining us. We'll talk to you on Monday and recap it all. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune, taking our last look at Iowa State. Let's take our last look at Iowa. They kick at 530. Um, Fox Sports 1, correct? 219, 219 on your Rockstar Direct TV. On Direct TV, indeed. He's Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We take our last look at the Florida Rosedale showdown. But, Tom, great to have you on. Before we get into the football, uh, news last night in the basketball pro- program, Christian Williams decided to, uh, uh, to take his talents uh, elsewhere. Not really surprising, Tom, was it, or did it catch you off guard? Maybe the timing was surprising, but the fact that he's uh, that he's moving on, maybe not so much so. Yeah, timing, not a surprise. The fact that he's leaving, uh, or timing surprised, uh, the fact that he's leaving, not a surprise. I, I just, his, his body language at media day was just not good. I mean, he was sitting away from his, teammates he had a jacket on and everybody else was out there in their uniforms and he just didn't seem all that interested in being there and i think it's a combination of his foot bothering him and just his role is gone 
You know, he last year at this time he was going to be a starter, and um, you know, speaking to his uh, AAU coach last night, he said Kristen just wants to go somewhere where he can play a lot of minutes, play uh, play basketball, and he wasn't going to get that at Iowa with uh, Bohannon ahead of him. So, um, yeah, he's going to leave that uh, at semester and uh, look at some options, uh, probably at the mid-major level. So uh, he moves on. That means that a backcourt has Isaiah Moss and Bohannon. Of course, we know that. Macy Daly more involved now. Ellingson, kind of a known commodity, but is Macy Daly is he playing well? And then secondly, Connor McCaffrey has to play now. Correct? Yeah, I would think Connor's going to have to play now. Uh, we'll probably get some of that from uh, news on that from Fran tonight. Uh, after the game, they play their exhibition game against William Jewell tonight. So we'll we'll find out from Fran what the plans are with Connor. I have to assume that he's going to play this year uh, just out of necessity. And, um, you know, one thing with Daly, I know people brought him up a lot. He is, he told me that at media day, which wasn't that all that long ago, that he's, been working at the two and the three exclusively and not been playing any point guard. So uh, I don't know that that's going to be an option for him. Maybe it will, but I, I don't think so right now. Interesting. Tom, let's get to football. 5.30 kickoff, really an odd time for a, for a game to uh, to start. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it is 5.30, so it's a semi-night game. It's an evening kick, which might be the last uh, you see the Hawks uh, under the lights this year. Was, uh, I'm assuming Ohio State will be 11, but we'll, we'll see. Um, it just feels, Tom, that after the way the Northwestern game went the way that did, knowing what lies ahead in the next couple of weeks – Iowa has to feel pretty good about themselves and, you know, I don't want to say really open up on Minnesota, but they need a win and a comfortable win would make this team and their fan base uh, maybe feel a little bit better after last week. Yeah, I think the the fan anxiety level about this team has just rocketed up in the last uh, week or so, just, you know, the bye week and they're sitting at one and three in the league and, um, you know, it's fair to point out they haven't lost to a team that Vegas didn't think they would lose to. So, um, you know, you just look at the point spreads. They weren't favorites mm-hmm. in yep. any of those three games. Um, but it's kind of the painful way that they've lost. The fact that in those three games that they have lost, they haven't scored um, more than 19 points in any of those games. And the 19 was against a really good Penn State team, but they haven't been able to do a whole lot against Michigan State, who's better than I think a lot of us thought they would be this year, and um, you know Northwestern, and it feels like all three of those games were there for the taking, and I think that's where the frustration, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, kind of builds up. So, uh, Tom, this team, you know, we, you look at some simple things. You get Akram Wadley in space. You know, we talked about things like that. Is it more difficult than maybe we anticipate with those freshman tackles out there? It, it is, and it's just, and it's not. It, I, I know the kind of the buzz for Iowa. Oh, you got to get Ackerman space. It's easier said than done. I mean, te- teams are just basically going to spy Ackerman wherever he goes because they know he's Iowa's most potent offensive weapon, and they know that Stanley's had a tough time hitting those deep balls. He did hit one last week to Matt Vandenberg, but still, if he was, I think, connecting on those more regularly, I think it might loosen some things up. But right now. Teams are just taking Akram away, and they're flying at him. And I, I do think, 
and you go from, and I know people say, well, they should have recruited differently or whatever, or they should have had a more experienced hand ready. The fact is they lost two fifth-year tackles. The fact is the reality is that uh, Alert Jackson and Tristan Worfs are their best options at tackle overall. You know, you could play Sean Welsh out there at tackle, but it weakens the guard position then. So you just have to kind of look at what they're doing. And, you know, the fact is Alert's young. Last year at this time, uh, Tristan Worf was blocking against Solon, you know. So it's just it's just how it is. And um, he's young, and they're going to have to learn how to play at this level, and they're going through that process right now. Any whispers out there, Tom? It seems like a Saturday rolls around and uh, there's news. Uh, Josie Jewell last week, uh, yeah. Brandon Snyder last week. Any whispers about the depth chart that might not look like it uh, tomorrow, what it looked like when it came out on Monday? Are you hearing anything, Tom, that uh, guys might have uh, got banged up at all this week and might not be able to go? Any buzz at all? No, nothing nothing yet. I'm just amazed Josie's playing because that shoulder's pretty banged up from what I'm told. So it's just, you know, it. he's just a tough dude, and he's going to you know do what it takes to uh, get on the field and, he wants to play, and uh, so they're going to put him out there again. Um, so, I, you know, they're a better team with Josie out there, even if he's not at 100% um, for sure. But, uh, boy, it's, um, you know, that's the one guy you can't lose long-term, I think, yeah. on that defense just because he's just so important. They they played great last week without him, but it's just, yeah, I think that's a hard ask to do it, um, you know, multiple weeks without Josie Jewell. Tom, running short on time, do you want to talk with me about Iowa's non-conference basketball schedule? I know you no. know bring that up. <laughs> uh, uh, some, I, someday we're going to have an hour-long debate on why Trent overreacts to non-conference <laughs> basketball schedules and why it's silly. Well, let's hope it's not in March of this year when the NCAA committee gets together and we see suddenly Iowa is a seven seed as opposed to a four or five seed, which we feel that. Well, but you know, you know why that will be because they lost games they should have won, not because uh-huh. of the games that they played. And Tom will give you the last word. How about that, <laughs> Tom? Great to talk to you. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Tom Kakert. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk Bye-bye. to you, Tom Kakert. HawkeyeReport.com, last look at the Hawks. That is That does get under your skin, doesn't it? It Trent? does, and then Tom always takes the other. We have gone around and around <laughs> for a long time on this one. And, uh, well, until it changes over there, we'll still be able to have the debate because that's what Fran does. And he has so far, has he not? It's the dregs of college basketball. I think it hurts. Tom doesn't. Well, you know what we'll helps see. me? The fact that there's some Big Ten games in December this year. Yes. I love it. That, that well, it'll be over three days. Everybody, though, plays two games over mm-hmm. three days. That's going to be fun. No, it's going to be fantastic. I don't want to wait till. Yeah. I mean, bowl season's the last few days of December, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting my last Jones of football. Yeah. And the, that's when conference play has started. I'm, I'm glad that they've moved it up a little bit. I really am. Uh, we'll talk to Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. We'll go inside week number eight. Our pick's still to come. As we continue on here, it's a football Friday. Trent Connor and myself with you Monday through Friday, noon to 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. 
Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. The prices at some Halloween attractions are scarier than the events themselves. That's why we're bringing you Half Off Haunts. You'll save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Like Howell's Pumpkin Patch. Howell's Pumpkin Patch is loaded with pumpkins and farm fun, including a corn maze, giant bull slide, great pumpkin jumping pad, new this year eight-person international harvester pedal tractor, and push-pull tractors and more. Another Half Off Haunt is Scream Acres at Bloomsbury Farm in Atkins. Scream Acres features four different attractions. Cell Block Z, the Carnival Chaos, the Slaughterhouse, and Haunted Cornfield. The final half-off haunt is the Pumpkin Ranch in Winterset. Home of Iowa's Mega Corn Maze, Jump Pillows, Zip Lines, Giant Tube Slide, a Toddler Town, and Pumpkins. Learn more about these half-off haunts now with the sweet deals at 1700kbgg.com. Quantities are limited. Don't miss your chance to save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Half-off haunt. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 3939 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 3939. If you're a pro, you don't buy a little of this or that. You buy a lot of this or that. And at The Home Depot, you save even more. Save up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products from top brands like 3M, Loctite, and Liquid Nails. As a pro, you work hard for your money. You shouldn't have to work hard to save it. Up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products. Only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school football. Join me, Trent Condon, each and every Friday night starting at 7 o'clock for the Central Iowa Game of the Week. After the game, keep it locked on 1700 KBGG for the Hartung and Schrader Scoreboard Show. We'll take you up until 11 o'clock with scores from across the state of Iowa. Your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. The playoffs begin Friday night at 7 o'clock on 1700 Southeast Pope. Travels to Johnston to take on the Dragons on your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. 
called New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. KBGG, Trent Connor and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Let's get inside week number 8. Frank Schwab joins us on a weekly basis. He covers the NFL, uh, yahoosports.com. His section there is the shutdown corner. Frank, Trent and Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on, Frank. How's things? Hey, what's going on? Uh, good to talk to you. Let's uh, start with last night. In particular, a couple of things regarding last night. The Kiki Alonso, the hit, and the fact that Alonso and Harbaugh had an animated conversation. That's as close as we've seen, at least I have, player-coach uh, really getting after each other in some time. And then Ndamukong Sue at the end of that game, and he's had uh, a history of really crossing the line or playing right to that line, I guess, in some of the uh, some of his histrionics over his career. So Sue at the end with with, with Mallet and then uh, Kiko Alonso. What's going to happen to Alonso in particular? I don't know. I, I It'll be interesting to see if the NFL... It gives him, you know, credit, I guess is the right word, uh, for, you know, that he couldn't stop. It happens quickly. I don't think he did. I think he went in forearms up and hit him in the head, and that's pretty obvious to me that he was trying to injure Joe Flacco. Uh, and, and so I, I just don't think, you know, when you look at, at some of the other hits, uh, the Anderson Deho hit from the Vikings, uh, uh, hit, that one really stands out when he hit Mike Wallace. I mean, if if he's suspended for that, I don't see how Kiko Alonso is not suspended for his hit. Yeah, I was I was shocked at the Sunday one. Um, I think Alonso has to be suspended for a game. I just think if player safety is a priority, you can't have a linebacker going in forearms up and hitting a guy in the head when he's sliding. I mean, that's just. I'm sorry, it's a fast game. I'm sorry, you got to make split second decisions. But it's really, really hard for me to believe that Kiko Alonso was trying to forearm Joe Flacco in the thigh, and all of a sudden his head just. It's magically appeared there like that. It's ridiculous. I think he was doing anything but trying to hit Joe Flacco in the head and, and put pain on him. And maybe he doesn't want him to get specifically concussed, but his intentions were bad. So I think he's got to get suspended with Sue. I think he just gets fine. I don't, I don't think that that escalated to a point of a suspension, but just his history, you got to find him just because this is, this is not, this is not new territory for Dominic Sue. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier, Frank, about the AFC race and, and maybe how the wild cards as we hit about the halfway point here this week. Dolphins maybe were in line, then last night happens. You know, is there a team or two making ground up in the AFC that, that you like to make a big run here in the second half? You know, I the one team that, that's really interesting to me is the Raiders. Uh, but 
they could undo everything they've done by losing at Buffalo on Sunday. And that's why I kind of think the Raiders, I think we're going to get a great performance out of the Raiders Sunday, and I think they win. Now, the Bills are a good team. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I just kind of feel like that crazy win against the Chiefs is what the Raiders needed to get going. Like, they needed something to help their confidence, just to feel good about themselves. They've won on the road already this year. They're used to that. Maybe they're out of their slump now. They're the one team I see with the upside to just to make a nice run. I don't know if it's it's it, probably with their schedule, it's a little too late to catch Kansas City. But they, they're the team. They're, they're one that I say, yeah, it, you know, they're they're probably going to make a run here. And then su- surprisingly enough, I think we have three teams in the AFC South that could make some noise. Uh, Jacksonville. Look, I don't know if they can get out of this every other week playing well thing, but when they're playing well, they're playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Houston's got a good quarterback, and Tennessee has been really disappointing to me so far, but they're 4-3. They're not, they're, they're not done by any means. they get got to buy to rest up. So maybe one of those teams can take off too, but it's, it's, it's kind of we already can kind of see who the playoff teams are going to be. I, I'll throw the Chargers in there. Too. Chargers are another team that, yeah, I mean, look, if – if they if they'd made two field goals in weeks one and two, they might be five and two right now. We're talking completely different about them. But then again, Chargers got a tough game at New England. If they can win that, then yeah, I think the Chargers get off that list for sure. Are you buying the New Orleans Saints? They've got a defense. Um, they've, we know they've got an offense, but for once in a long time, they've got a they've got a defense. Is the NFC South? I mean, I I think they can. They're clearly a threat. Frank, are you buying the Saints? I am, yeah, and I, I don't want to feel dumb if, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen this week against a Bears team that can't pass the ball, but if, if you know, next time to play a, a real passing team if they give up 400 yards again. But four games I know is a small sample size, but yet it is a quarter of a season. And over the last four games, I think they're allowing, a, I wrote it today in my picks column, they're, they're allowing about 166 yards passing per game. I mean, this is a totally different Saints defense and even the one we saw in weeks one and two, and I am buying in. I've been a huge fan of Drew Brees. I think that offense, like you said, the offense is always going to be good. That's the one constant. We can always depend on the Saints to score points. It was always, well, they, if only they could get an uh, average defense to go with it. And I think the Saints are at least average on defense. I mean, they're, they're playing really good football. I think they keep it going against Chicago on Sunday, and then you look up, and they're 5-2. and two. I think they're the best team in the South. And why can't they be the best team in the NFC? Honestly, if if this is what their defense is, if their defense is going to be top ten, and uh, you know maybe uh, maybe top twelve, whatever, you know their offense is good. You know the Superdome's a tough place to play. Maybe the Saints are the team we're not talking about. So the Rams are a team that people are talking about a little bit, but it still doesn't feel like everybody believes. What's it going to take for more people to buy into what's happening out in Los Angeles? I don't know. I think that they could have done that by beating the Seahawks, and they, they've missed their opportunity. They turn the ball over a lot, and they kind of look like the Rams. <laughs> I think they're very good. They might be a year away. I mean, it's but if you're going to make a case for the Rams being kind of that surprise team in the NFC, and goodness knows, there's no great team in the NFC this year. The, the Eagles are very good, but I don't know that I'm willing to wager a mortgage payment on them making Super Bowl. Yet. Let's put it that way. So if, if you're making an argument for the Rams being that team, it's that. Their offense is good, and uh, McVay is obviously a very good coach, and their defense is coming around. And Khan, I could see that coming. When I, when I looked at the Rams' struggles on defense early in the year, I just said to myself, you know, Wade Phillips is one of the best coordinators we've ever seen, and I just have a hard time believing he forgot how to coach football in the offseason. And it's going to turn around at some point, and then you saw signs of that when they shut out Arizona. 
yeah, Carson Palmer got knocked out, but they were dominating them way before Carson Palmer got knocked out of that game. I think the, if you're going to make that argument, it's that the Rams have the offense and the defense is coming around, and that, you know, in this crazy NFC, that, that makes them as good as anybody. Last thing, uh, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Frank, the Dallas-Washington game has my attention this week. Uh, both of these teams are 3-3, three and three, Washington coming off a short week. Philadelphia, as you mentioned, uh, they're, they're the best team in that division. They might be the best team in the conference. They look at it at, at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, Dallas-Washington, both teams 3-3, three and three, old-time rivalry, love this game. The Cowboys seem to be the more likely of those two teams to, you know, to get back within striking range of the Eagles. Do you see it that way? And when you're talking Cowboys, Redskins, yeah, I totally agree with that. And they kind of looked like themselves last weekend for the first time all year. I didn't think they were very good all season. It just Ezekiel hadn't gotten going. Their offensive line hadn't been very good. But you know, they torched the 49ers last week, and we could talk about the 49ers record, but. The 49ers had lost five games by a combined 13 points before that. They had been competitive, and Dallas just blew them out. The The problem for the Cowboys is we have no idea if Elliott's playing the rest of the season. I, we know he's playing this week. After that, who knows? When he goes away for six games, uh, if he does this season, a Darren McFadden-led offense isn't going very far. They're not catching the Eagles. Mm. So a lot of this just has to do with what the courts say and – I think there's a big game Sunday, but I think their edge is who's playing offensive line for the Redskins. The Redskins lost five offensive linemen on Monday night, including four starters who weren't practicing. And I, I can't remember a cluster injury quite like that recently where it's, I mean, Jake Rudin said, I have one offensive lineman who could practice today. So, and that was Thursday. I think they gave him, if I read it right, they gave him the day off on Wednesday. They were so banged up. They, they just said, we can't practice today. Let's not do it. I don't know if that's true. I might have misread that. But anyway, the, the point is, you can't block. Uh, how are you going to play? So I think the Cowboys have the edge here because of that. And if, if they don't win, it's a big setback for them because then they're three and four. And again, you're looking at your star running back maybe going on the shelf for six games pretty soon. Indeed. Frank, we've got 15 seconds left. Um, Trevor Simeon, doesn't it feel to you, or maybe it does, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Simeon has to play well Monday, or you have to think that a change at quarterback in Denver's coming, don't you? Maybe because the quarterback takes the blame, but I don't blame Simeon entirely. I think that he's, we know he's who he is. Awful. He's a quarterback. Yeah, if, if everything around him is good, he can be good. They're asking him to do too much right now, and he's not that type of player. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, the shutdown corner. Frank, we'll catch up with you at uh, some point next week. Thank you, as always, Frank Schwab. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Frank Schwab. YahooSports.com as we go inside week number eight of the NFL. It'll be culminated to Monday Night Football. Chiefs hosting the Broncos in AFC West matchup, Trent Condon. Now, uh-huh. it's time for our picks. <laughs> <laughs> As bad as we both were last year, you were less bad than I was. <laughs> uh, I think you were two and three. Was that what you were? Yeah, I yeah. Was a stellar one and four. Uh huh. So it's your honors, my friend. Let's taking give... the tee box after a bogey. Yeah, you are. Maybe a double. <laughs> Maybe a double. Um, you've got the lead back in the contest again. Yeah. Let's hear your four or five games, including your best bet. You go first. Yes, uh, five games we do every week, two in college, two in the NFL, and our best bet can come from either side. I'm going to start in the college game and uh, going to change things up a little bit as we're both sitting under 500. Sometimes you got to adjust as the season goes on. So I'm going to start on Friday night. I normally hate picking Friday night games, 
It's not the game we talked about earlier. Oh. I'm hopping on and surfing the green wave tonight. I told you yesterday I had a feeling on this one. Did a bit more research last night. Tulane getting 11 and a hook against a good Memphis team. But uh, a run-based offense from Tulane. Keep an eye on the green wave tonight. Looking for something if the baseball gets out of hand. Game number two, I'm doing something, again, I normally don't like to do. Pick one of the in-state schools. I've said all week how much I like the Cyclones. I think an opportunity is there. It feels different. But I'm not going there. I'm going to the east side of the state. Iowa gets better. The public, Jason Sybil told us earlier, and that was the tipping point for me, all over the Gophers. Everybody on one side, I go the other. Give me the Hawkeyes. I'll lay the touchdown in pick number two. To the NFL, plug your nose for these three picks, folks. I'm taking early the Cleveland Browns Mm. in London, getting nine in the hook. In the afternoon slate, I am taking the Bears, getting nine against New Orleans. And then San Francisco, my best bet of the week, getting 12 and a half. Before last week, the 49ers had played everybody close. They're blowing out last week. Everybody that was on the bandwagon is jumping Mm -hmm. off. I'll grab those points with confidence for my best bet. The 49ers plus 12.5. The Bears getting 9 in New Orleans. Cleveland plus 9.5 against the Vikings in London. The Hawkeyes laying a touchdown. And Tulane tonight plus 11 in the hook. All right, Trent Condon, there you are. You are on the record. Let's do similar and start in college. Uh, I'm going to lay double digits in both of my college plays uh, beginning tonight or beginning to with Clemson as they try and bounce back. It was a week ago tonight or two weeks? What was the Syracuse loss? Two weeks now, right? Yes. Two weeks ago. Last time we saw Clemson on the field. Kelly Bryant didn't finish the game. He's practicing. He is going to play. Georgia Tech's a tough team to prepare for, but Clemson's had a long time to prepare for them. It's 14 points. Clemson. Look, they, they, their margin for error is gone. Like it was last year when Pitt knocked them off, it is this year after the Syracuse loss. Clemson gets back in the win column and does so uh, comfortably. I'll lay the 14, Clemson pick number one. To the Pac-12 we go. UCLA is having a terrible year. Uh, there's going to be a head coaching vacancy there, I would assume, at the end of this year. Washington looks as though they're going to be the team that emerges from that conference. Washington, I think, has to start when they've got that marquee team on the other side of the field. They have to start impressing people. So I'll lay the, what is it, 17 points, take Washington, Browning and company, um, Lay it on UCLA pretty good in this one. I think it gets away from them late. Washington covers pick number two. The NFL, Trent, I've gone against the Bears. I think this will be the third time, maybe the fourth, and it hasn't worked out well. You're due. But I do. New Orleans has a defense. They've got an offense. Chicago's defense is good. Uh, Their offense remains to be seen. Trubisky's going to have to beat them through the air. I think that's the weakness of the Saints is their secondary. Um, I don't think they'll run the ball against New Orleans. I'll lay the nine, pick number one. Pick number two is another team I can't get enough of. I don't know why. (laughs) No idea. I mean, get off the Bengals' ship. How many times can they take you down this road and disappoint you? Ken, don't do it. No, I'm going to. I'm picking the Bengals against against Indy. Indy's awful. Cincinnati was awful last week. Cincinnati... They have to win this week. The, the, the North is getting away from them. I will take Cincinnati, pick number two. My best bet, and this one to me, of all the games this weekend, this one stood out the most, therefore making it my best bet. Dallas, Washington. Dallas is back. 
Mm. I think they're back. Washington, Frank Schwab talked about it. Their offensive line, one after another, got hurt last Monday night. It's a short week for the Redskins. It's Cowboys, Redskins. It's a longtime rival. I love this football game. Dallas, I think, emphatically leaves Washington with an easy win. That's my best bet. Washington, I mean, Dallas minus one and a half, Cincy minus ten and a half. The Saints minus nine. I'm taking five favorites. You know how that usually works. Washington minus 17 over UCLA and Clemson laying a couple of touchdowns as we go on record here with our picks. Our tenth week of picks. Is that ten? We started with college for one week and then the NFL jumped in afterwards. Mm -mm -mm. You're 4-4-1 with your best bets. I'm 4-5 and and we're both under 500. You're at 40.9% on the year. That's awful. I'm at 46.7%. And still not making money. No, you're not. You're absolutely beating not. you, but not making money. Right. Though well, Jimmy B's on fire this year. So is uh, Bill Bender. And Bill Bender. Yeah. If if you like picks, go to the Sporting News and look at Bill. He's got to come back to the pack. You would think you can't yeah. keep doing what he's doing. He's like he was fifty up and thirty down. It's incredible. Picked Eighty games, fifty of them right. And he's picking. Bonkers. You know, it's not like he's picking and choosing as a handicapper. Just no, the plays he wants. No, no, it's no. the big games of the college yes, weekend. It is. What's Brinson? He is 24-15-1. 6-15 is his win percentage. I'm actually doing well in that one. I'm 22-17-1. So no, you add them all together, and I'm right at 500, and yeah. I'm still losing money. All right. Uh, we, you, you said earlier you really don't have a feel for game number three tonight. No, no. I, I would probably go with the Dodgers betting-wise mm-hmm. because I think there's a little more value. What, plus 130? Jason Simple told us earlier. You're not going to see that very often. Right. And... Uh, Got a chance, somebody listening right now, go back and listen to the podcast. A lot of good stuff with Jason Simple today in hour number one. There always is. Jason joins about 1220. All right, Trent, tonight's your high school game. The playoffs begin. You will be at Johnston for SEP. Yes. Be a good one, Johnston Southeast. Poke, after that wraps up, we'll stay on the air until 11 o'clock, get you updated with the brackets, all the scores as they come in throughout the night, and uh, a lot of other things going on as we'll take you up until 11 this evening here on 1700. And then two more Fridays before they get to the Dome, correct? One more. One more Friday. Remember, because we're at, the... at back to the 16 team Oh, of bracket. course. Yeah, there's one less. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One less ga- uh, playoff round. I forgot about that. So it'll be quarterfinals next week and then wow. on to the Dome. Uh, you and Jimmy B today, 4-6. to six, What do you got lined up? Ryan Van Bibber will be talking some NFL with him. Also, Carlos Mendez, a beat writer for, for, uh, for the Fort Worth Telegraph. Uh, on TCU, will be stopping by at about 4.40. Wolfgang is here, and Jim and my, myself will make our picks hopefully better than what we've given out here throughout mm. the first nine weeks. not asking a lot. <laughs> uh, we ask you, uh, when you can, folks, to, to join in and listen to the program. We certainly appreciate that you do. We talk sports every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. 
more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent out in here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Something big is happening at JCPenney. This Thursday through Sunday, take 60% off exclusive brands like Liz Claiborne, Worthington, St. John's Bay, Royal Velvet, and more during our biggest sale of them all. And best of all, there's no coupon needed. Plus, rewards members get a $10 bonus reward for every $50 spent in-store or at jcp.com through October 29th. Hurry in this Thursday through Sunday for the biggest sale of them all. JCPenney. Offers represent savings on regular or original prices while supplies last. Maximum three bonus rewards per customer. Some restrictions and exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Why have over 3 million guys switched to Harry's razors? Because at Harry's, we give you less. We make just one razor with five German-engineered blades. All you need for a smooth and comfortable shave. Man, we got rid of upcharges. By owning the factory and cutting out the middleman, we're able to sell our high-quality blades for just $2 a piece. Now we're cutting the overpriced sound effects guy. Wait, why? Not everyone can give you high quality for a fraction of the price. Harry's, one perfect razor, none of the extra noise. As a special offer for radio listeners, redeem an $18 shave set trial bundle when you visit harrys.com and use code 7878 at checkout. Just cover a few bucks for shipping. That's harrys.com, code 7878 to redeem our special shave set trial offer. harrys.com, code 7878. Again, it's harrys.com, code 7878. Please note, no sound effects guys were harmed in the making of this radio recording. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. The holidays are around the corner, a merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of